As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This episode of Pit Panther Ransire Sports Rants podcast is brought to you by the Sports Dream. It's your digital water cooler. We're going to talk about sports and not sports, whatever. Um, check us out. We're at sportsdrink.org or at Instagram at, at sportsdrink. That's S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. Check them out, you guys. And, of course, you know, make sure to leave the door open so we can leave the funk out. Welcome into a Pit Panther Reigns, our Sports Rants podcast. Lon Irish, your host. It's been a while. A few weeks, maybe. Not much is happening really in August. I mean, we had, well, Steers camp started, as we all know. Kenny's a quarterback. And it's funny how early in the, in this, you know, train camp, Kenny threw that pick. He wasn't looking good. Now, all of a sudden, he's starting with the ones, and he's seems like he's coming into his own. And, you know, he being that he was the quarterback taking number one, he's got really no really room for, um, for error. Because you got a lot of people who were upset that Malik Willis, Malik Willis didn't get picked till the third round. And there's some people that are saying, well, how did the Steelers pick uh, Kenny Pickett and uh, Malik Willis? And I think it's more fit. Kenny fits into more what the Steelers are doing, whereas Malik Willis doesn't. And I'm sure Tallman, being the head coach, wants his offense a certain way. And, you know, that's just that. Um, the Steelers weren't the only team to pass on Malik Willis. 31 other teams passed on Malik Willis, and they did it twice. And in some instances, they passed on him more than twice, three times. So let's, you know, but of course, you know how Twitter goes. They're going to punish the Steelers, and they're going to punish Kenny Pickett. It's not, it's not Kenny's fault Malik didn't get, picked, you know, didn't get picked in the first round. But I saw that Malik Willis on his first drive, one of his first drives as a quarterback ran for a touchdown. It was a broken play. People are saying, well, Kenny Pickett could never do something like that. Of course he can. He doesn't have the, the legs that Malik Willis has. And anyways, whatever. I just hope Kenny works out because otherwise we're going to hear about it for a lot of reasons. But, their, but the Steelers' quarterback situation, it seems like it's a lot more healthier than it was last year. Last year you had Ben Roethlisberger, who's pretty much at the end of his career. And he was your only, he was your best, he was big, I mean, let's be honest, Ben was kind of washed at that point. 
And he was basically our best chance to win football games. We had Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. Rest in peace, Dwayne. Mason had his opportunities, I mean, but he, according to him, he didn't want to step on the toes of Ben Roethlisberger. Um, which kind of made me a little bit confused because, so you tied a Sheed Detroit team because you didn't want to hurt Ben Roethlisberger's feelings? I mean, this NFL, pros is a cutthroat game. I mean, there's, you can't go through life being nice. You got to go out and, and, and take what's yours. Mason didn't, and that's why he's now third string probably behind Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. You know, Haskins and Rudolph at, at best were going to be backups. Haskins was a former first-round pick, and it just didn't work out for him. And at that point, it just he was going to be a backup. Anyway. But you have Kenny and uh, Mitch. Mitch is still young. He's a former first-round pick. So we have that going for us. He's got some wheels on him. Which is what we need with, with a bad offensive line. That's pretty much what we need. So, you know, you can't, you can't go wrong with that. At all. As according to Madden, Mitch Trubisky's a bridge QB. He's the QB that eventually is going to you know turn everything over to the rookie. Although man, twenty three, I just decided just to not do that. I changed the depth chart so Kenny is the starting quarterback and not Mitch. I think Mitch was a sixty nine overall rating in Madden twenty three, and Kenny was a sixty eight. Uh, there are some growing pains with Kenny in Madden, obviously because he's a rookie. So he'll need time to develop, you know, as I'm using him. I will say that I started playing Madden last year, Man 20, which was Man 22. First time I played it probably since the Mike Vick era, where, you know, it was, I had Man 04, where, you know, Mike Vick was the cheat code. And after that, I was more hooked on NCAA football. I just liked it better. I love recruiting. I love seeing my class played out. And then when I got man, you know, I got my oldest kid a PS4 for Christmas. He didn't play, and I figured I would just relive my youth a little bit. So I started playing GTA, which you know, it was fun driving around, stealing cars, and driving around uh, San Andreas just listening to music. A lot of times I did I, I was doing that more than anything else. I was just driving and listening to music. I feel like I was just, you know, going for joy rides and without without having to go anywhere. But I switched up and I got you know I picked up Madden 22 on, you know, discount cuz you know it was later in the year I picked up a used version pre-owned. But I popped it in. And my goal was to play one Super Bowl. When did the Super Bowl be done? Well, 20-something years later, I was in the 2054-55 season. Uh, Madden retired my, my coach. I was Mike Tomlin, obviously. And they just retired. They auto-retired me because I, I guess I, I reached a certain age. 
which kind of pissed me off. Because I know what to do myself after that. But I spent some time from that to the release of Madden 23 to play some more and short my defense. And the weird part is, is I changed some things up. And the weird thing is, as I'm playing it, I realize the game hasn't really changed much since the 90s. Like, when I when I played it for the Genesis, I was, um, I always relied on my defensive end, my defensive tackles, the, the, the pressure to QB. And then the secondary did the rest, you know, I, I let the secondary linebackers do their job. And that's pretty much the same thing here with, uh, with, with Madden 22 and 23. I was doing the same, th- I started doing the same thing. I was like, you know what? I, I always kept dropping my linebackers and cut. I always took control of a linebacker and, you know, the cover receivers. And of course, I realized I was creating more issues for me on defense than anything else. So I was like, let's do, let's let the defensive tackles and the defensive ends do the work. And sure enough, how you run the ball, I mean, throw the, I mean, it's a lot of it, I mean, a lot of those principles from the 90s are still there today. And it's, Kind of weird. The game hasn't really hasn't changed a whole lot, it seems. But um, if you love defense, Man Twenty Three is a lot better. And if you could play, I mean, Man Twenty Two is more geared towards offense. If you could play defense in Man Twenty Two, you can play defense in Man Twenty Three. It's a lot easier. It's hard to play offense because the the, the, the uh, some of the plays do work, but the, the you know the you know the, the, the CPU's got a lot more clever. My kids are back in school, and um, you know it's ho hum. I guess I don't know. It's another year. I mean, my the best part is, is my kids are at, are at their actual school. They're zoned for, and I get to actually walk them to school in the mornings, rather than drive, which is great. And they're growing up. I mean, my oldest kid wants to try different foods now. He wants to try tamales and. Um, which I'm still working on for him. He wants me to buy him tamales at the store, and I just don't want to do that. I mean, the reason for that is I don't want his his opinion on tamales to be clouded by shitty tamales from a grocery store. Um, if you're going to get tamales, you got to get them homemade. And that's just how it is to it. I mean, I'm sure, sure they're homemade. They may be homemade at the grocery store. But they're just not the same. They're not at all. So, that's all my goals. He did try Philly cheesesteak this summer, which, you know, in the past I made them for him, but he never, like, got into it. But, um, he doesn't like the, he doesn't want peppers, onions on it, or mushrooms. Just straight steak, shaved steak and cheese. And I told him, I was like, you know, you really need to try the, the onions and the peppers and the mushrooms on it because you can't really appreciate a, che- a Philly cheesesteak without those type of things. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of disappointed in him, but not so much. I'm glad he's branching out as he should at 13. Now, as far as I did pick my kids up at the carpool lane after school, and of course, 
I, somebody in a blue Jeep, and I hate to stereotype these people, they cuff an entire, I, they cuff an entire lane. Actually, they cuff a whole big row of cars in the carpool lane. I mean, I mean, um, it was funny because we got, I got the intersection. I was about to make my right on the carpool lane, you know, and, um, the line, the, the, the line began way back and I had a feeling this guy, the way he was sitting here, he was, I had a feeling he was either going to cut me off or cut the car behind me off and he cut the car behind me off and yeah, it was a big honk. I mean, I guess that's one in every crowd. I don't know. I mean, I'm one of those people you where I feel you have to go to the end of the line. That's just out of respect. But I mean, other than that, there wasn't much to other no other drama at uh, other than the fact of walking my kids to school and everybody's taking selfies and whatever. Not the halls are narrow and yeah. I want to say, come on, let's get, let's, get, let's get these pictures done so I can get the hell out of here. Now, let's get to some uh, pit talk, because I've been rambling about the Steelers, food, the summer. I hope you guys had a great summer as well. I mean, I had a great time with my kids, and I'm going to miss them, obviously. I mean, they grow up fast. But the um, the Manti Teo docu- documentary is out, and I really haven't read it or done anything. I'm, I'm sure you know people are obviously aren't happy with Deadspin and how they ran the article because Deadspin was in some sort of war with ESPN at the time, and they were trying to you know. And I'm ringing about the Big East. Um, I don't know. Hmm. Oh, about expansion. I guess you know, more more expansion rumors are, are, are running rampant. Oh well. But you know, Manti mentioned that um, this um. This whole thing ruined his career professionally. And I can, you know, people are like, well, he got drafted. And he did. I mean, he had a nice career. But I think, you know, this girlfriend he had, quote unquote girlfriend, I guess it was his, it, it was his driving force. And what, it, what, you know, made him get up and do what he did all the time. You know, whether it's playing and training, it was his motivation. So when you find out that a person that you had this this whole thing for doesn't exist it's kind of it's almost like a, a breakup in some ways it's not was it a breakup but the person that's breaking up with you didn't even exist in the first place kind of sucks so i can so i can see why that happened i mean he just you know he lost his drive and that was that. I mean, let's. I mean, first. I mean, look at. Let's look at uh, the movie Better Off Dead. I mean, Blake Myers had a great girlfriend, and a great life, and he tries out for the. I guess for the ski patrol or whatever it was. 
uh, him, you know, Roy Stallion. He um, he was the the guy who was the leader of that whole thing, and Blaine tried out, and I guess he had to, he had to meet a certain time. Blaine actually made it, but you know, Roy, being the the, the, the prick that he was, he waits until um, he waits a few seconds to, so he can say that Blaine you know d- didn't make the time. And what happens? Beth breaks up with him, goes with the other dude. And Blaine loses his drive. He can't beat the he can't beat the two Asian guys that are speaking like Howard Cosell in a drag race. He had that Camaro he, he couldn't fix. It was a whole lot of stuff that happened to Blaine, who was played, you know, of course, played by John Cusack. Those I mean, those Cusack movies in the eighties. They they get so overlooked, I feel at times, because you had that you had one crazy summer. I mean, let's not forget sixteen candles, of course. He had a little uh, cameo in Stand by Me, but his his run always gets overlooked, and I think mainly because you know of all the other you know Tom Hanks, all those guys were there, Michael Keaton, there were so many, Eddie Murphy. But, um, you know, he, um, I believe he got into more somewhat, he quickly went into more serious roles, it seems like, really fast. I mean, because he ventured to eight men out. Although I did like High Fidelity as well with Jack Black. That was a pretty good one. But yeah, his, you know, his, he tends to get overlooked, but, uh, Better Off Dead and uh, One Crazy Summer. Those were two pretty solid comedy flicks. But anyways, on topic, he loses his drive. But ev- but you know, but eventually, you know, Blaine gets a girlfriend, that French girl. He he beats Roy at the K twelve, and Camara is fixed. All is good, and I, I'm sure Manti eventually redeemed. You know, got some redemption. Otherwise, he wouldn't have done. You know, this whole um, documentary. You know, there's a, there's a tweet of uh, some guy from, uh, I guess, the fan. I guess he's a West Virginia alum. I guess he's going to get his uh, pit, his, his backyard brawl tickets at um, wearing a WVU uniform. And, I mean, if you're going to, I mean... I mean, good for you. I mean, if you're going to wear clothes to go pick up tickets, you know, that's awesome. Nobody cares. But, uh, now as far as Pitt goes, you know, Pat Narduzzi had his little call me hour where, you know, Pat's kind of like the mouth of the South, except for he's in the North. He, he likes to run his mouth, you know, to say the least. He, you know... Talked about the Big Ten, about how Pitt would have won it, and they would have beat MSU if they have Kenny. Of course they would have. They would have beaten. They would have beat Michigan State if they would have had Nick Patty if he doesn't get hurt. And I guess that infuriated the Michigan State people, it infuriated the local media as well. Because well, the thing is, Pat knows his audience. 
He knows his audience is basically the Big Ten loving, you know, media because you know they love Penn State, they love the Big Ten. So he knew he knew he, he when he said these things, he knew who 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 exactly he was going to piss off. Because that's just how Pat is. Pat loves to run his mouth on those type of things. But I mean, one thing I don't agree with is his constant bashing of his old, you know, his old employees. He took some shots at Mark Whipple. Mark wasn't perfect. I understand. Took shots at Brennan Marion. But the thing is, if you keep running your mouth about you know guys who worked for you. It's going to make it hard to hire more people because they're seeing how you talk about these people. I mean, it makes them wonder, well, is he, what, how, is it, how is he going to talk about me? Just some food for thought. And this season coming up is a lot more, is a more important one than last year. <clears throat> because this is a chance to show, is, is this pit thing a what, last year continuation? Or was last year just a one-hit wonder? I mean, Pitt, Pitt was eleven. Was Pitt was eleven three, but they were capable of winning more games that year. I mean, I mean, I hate to sound like a freaking spoiled brat, but they should have beaten Western Michigan. They should have beaten Miami. I mean, they could have been in the college football playoff. They should be Michigan State, but you know what? They lost Nick Patty, and they sure as hell weren't going to do with Davis Bevel. He he tried; it just wasn't going to work. They were they were winning they were winning it just they you know what can you do but as a Pitt fan who has seen Pitt you know hover between six and six seven and five sometimes eight and four you're obviously going to be happy with eleven one season it was a great year I mean we, I mean not only did we have did we, did we go, you know, 11 wins, but we had an ACC championship. Not not just the Coastal, just the whole thing, the shebang. We had a Heisman Trophy finalist, and we had a Blitnikoff winner, who then went to USC for whatever reason. Although, you know, part of that could have been NIL. He, got, he was going to get paid. I think he also may have had a close relationship with Brennan and Mark Whipple than he did than he did Narduzzi, so it made sense for him to leave. That's another another theory I, I see. And of course, Kenny as well, which goes to my next thing. We have the, you know the quarterback situation. It looks like Keaton Slovis is going to win it. I just um I just hope that the um, the competition was fair. And it was an actual competition. Like we didn't just hand the job to Keaton, because that's that's just how I, you know I don't want that to be. I know you didn't bring Keaton over from Southern Cal just to just to have him ride the bench, but if you can't if you can't do your job and win the and win the starting job, and you sh, you know that's just what's going to happen. I mean he's he has two years two years left out for this, so worst case he can play next year when when Patty you know Patty's gone. But Pitt uh, is 16th in the coaches' pool, 17th in the AP. They have a good defense coming back. They got some decent running back. They have two decent running backs, it looks like, with a lot of potential. And, you know, they got Gavin Bartholomew. 
and I got plenty of um, they got Arsenal receivers, and hopefully somebody will will take the reins. So let's hope. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of th- a lot of great things about Kanan Mumfield, Jalen Barton. I just you know, let's. And of course, we've seen how Frank Sinai's offense can be. We saw it at Pitt. NBC, obviously. So, let's hope for a better season. It's hopefully not a one-year wonder thing. But we'll talk about that probably later this week. I'll talk. I'll give my predictions. And that's that. All right, guys. Hold the pit. Talk to you later.